Recent federal breach statistics show that hacking and phishing attacks in the healthcare sector have spiked in recent months. I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Mike Canavan, vice president of sales engineering at Kaspersky Lab North America. Mike will be discussing some of the key lessons emerging from the recent Anthem and Primera Blue Cross hacking incidents, which collectively affected nearly 90 million individuals. Hi, Mike. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So now, Mike, what's the most surprising thing to you so far about the Anthem and Primera hacking incidents? What are the biggest lessons that are emerging from these breaches so far? The biggest lesson that we're seeing from these breaches has to be the realization that there's no limitations around the types of organizations which are going to be attacked by sophisticated threats. Information kept by these businesses, and in this case healthcare, can be used for both monetary and social gains. So how might those breaches have been prevented based on what we know so far? There are a number of uh, preventative steps that can be taken around these type of sophisticated threats. Chronologically, they usually start with a type of spear phishing attack for initial access onto a target network. A combination of end-user education and regular red team testing can help with the social education against spear phishing. Additionally, we usually recommend that email and web filtering can be applied to counter this tactic technically. If the spear phishing is successful against the target, then there is a heavier reliance on the effective security policy implementation within the organization. So, Mike, with that said, what should healthcare sector organizations be doing right now to better defend against these sorts of phishing attacks, hacking attacks, and how should they improve their way of detecting these attacks once they do happen? Australia's Signal Defense Directorate actually published a report titled Strategies to Mitigate Targeted Cyber Intrusions last year. Uh, One of the findings that they had in this report is that 85% of the cyber intrusions that were investigated were able to be uh, undermined by four mitigation tactics. And those four tactics are, number one, the use of application whitelisting to prevent malicious software and unapproved programs from running. Number two, patch applications such as Java, PDF viewers, Flash, web browsers, and Microsoft Office. Three, patch the operating system vulnerabilities. And four, restrict administrative privileges to operating systems and applications based on users' duties. Of those things that you just mentioned, is there any particular area that you see healthcare organizations weakest in in doing or implementing? And are there any sort of human element to these attacks that you think healthcare organizations need to better address? Yes. So taking a look at the ASD report would be a good first step because it goes into more detail outside of the four points that I just highlighted on different mitigation steps that can be put in place against sophisticated threats like these. Specifically to these healthcare organizations and all organizations in general, it's a good operational procedure that when, you know, when we see an escalation in these kind of attacks, that all organizations start to look at their security posture and profile and do a reassessment of where they stand against all these measures. So when it comes to the mistakes that healthcare organizations and even their business associates make, those vendors that 
have some sort of service where they're dealing with the health data. What sorts of mistakes do you see and how should those mistakes be corrected that would improve them not falling victim to these sorts of attacks? The biggest mistakes that anyone who handles PHI can do is to use compliance with regulation as the final goal. In general, these regulations are set to achieve a baseline of security, and the best method to drive cyber criminals away from your organization is to increase the opportunity cost of being targeted amongst your industry. So in short, compliance is the first goal. Security should continue to be reviewed and improved regularly within these organizations. So now, Mike, why are cyber criminals targeting the healthcare sector? For instance, there's been some speculation that criminals are wanting to use patient IDs for fraudulently obtaining healthcare services. As far as we know, are there many of those sorts of cases out there, or are there other motives for these cyber criminals to be targeting this health data? So PHI data um, is high value for cyber criminals. Compared to, say, credit card information, PHI usually includes things like patient name, birthday, policy number, you know, medical codes, and billing information. There's enough information there that cyber criminals can obviously have access to a credit line uh, with that kind of data. Without credit monitoring in place, it potentially could take individuals months or even years to realize that an identity was stolen, whereas if a cyber criminal was to target a batch of credit card numbers solely, the banks have a vested interest in monitoring that activity, and they usually shut down that uh, fraudulent activity very quickly after uh, numbers have been compromised. The other value of PHI is the intricate level of knowledge which can be gained on the individuals who have their information stolen. And this information can then be used to impact those individuals targeting their places of employment and kind of a chain of events that can occur. Ultimately, it's kind of simple economics. PHI has a higher payoff for the cyber criminals with an initial campaign and subsequent attacks down the road. Any estimates on what the total cost of the Anthem and Primera breaches will be in the end when it comes to those organizations mitigating these incidents? Well, we know that Anthem is paying for two years of credit monitoring and identity protection services for those impacted by the breach. Um, we're estimating that to be about $60 for every user that was impacted. So right there, you know, we're looking at millions of dollars that are being directly in- impacted by this an- Anthem breach alone. This, in addition to any fines that they paid or potential litigation that they've entered as a result of the breaches, you know, could escalate that number even greater. Kaspersky Lab actually conducted a recent survey of IT professionals on the costs associated with these target attacks, and what we found is that the damages from one successful attack could reach as much as $2.54 million for enterprises and 84000 for small businesses. So now, what's the number one thing that you think healthcare sector organizations can do today to be better prepared for defending against these sorts of potential hacker and phishing attacks? I think the number one thing that they can do is actually go back to the four steps before. You know, if you have a good baseline of security that you're established in your policy and you're utilizing tools, and that was mentioned in the ASD report earlier with the application whitelisting, Patching the applications that are running on the system, such as Java, PDF viewers, Flash, web browsers, and Office, and then patching the operating system vulnerabilities, in addition to, most importantly, removing the administration privileges on the operating system where applicable. Those four pieces kind of together as a tactic will help these organizations greatly. Thanks, Mike. I've been speaking to Mike Canavan. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.